good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to Ongakudi, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. Uh, this is kind of a special episode. We do these every so often where we kind of break down our music corners again and kind of reintroduce it to everyone and kind of just, you know, reminisce and talk about a couple of our favorites. So it's been a while. Um, the last episode was back in January, so it's a good amount of time. I'm your host, Ken, by the way, and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Konbanwa. Konbanwa, indeed. And Gray. Konnichiwa, dudes! And just say hello. <laughs> <laughs> Do something that simple, I don't think so. Yeah, for our super special episode. You can tell the excitement in my voice. <laughs> but yeah, like I said earlier, it's been a while since we've done this. And, you know, it's good to reintroduce ourselves with these with these artists because of that. So with that, let's start with our first artist, and that is Jasmine. So Luna, why don't you go take it away and kind of reintroduce ourselves to Jasmine here? All right. So those of you who don't know. Jasmine is an R&B pop singer-songwriter who got her start in 2009 with her major label single, Sad to Say, which is still one of my favorite songs to this day. And that single became top charting, which pretty much pushed her into the limelight. She was signed with Sony Japan in 2009. However, she is no longer with Sony. She does more independent music now. And she's a very unique vocal style powerful lyrics and extremely strong vocal skills as well and she not only does r&b but she also has the capabilities to do some jazz which you hear in her earlier her newer songs i should say although i feel her older stuff is way more r&b pop than than anything um so she does have two studio albums concept album best album several physical singles, and many, many digital singles as well. And she just released her newest digital single, M, in August, which is amazing as her last digital album, Jasmine 2.0, actually came out in December. So it's nice to see her put something new out within the year. And that got me very, very excited. I have been a huge fan of her for quite some time, and when I was in Japan, I got to see her live twice, and mainly when she was doing tours for her concept album, Welcome to Jazz Vegas, which has some of the best dance songs, and I regret to say that is not streaming in the U.S., and I wish if it was, if you guys can find a copy, buy it, it is worth it, every song is amazing, and same with her other albums, I know most of them are not streaming. Unfortunately, she does have one best almost as well under Sony, which if you want to hear the best of her music, that's a great place to start. But I am still in love with her. I am so glad she's been sticking around and releasing music. And I love what she's doing. And a lot of her new tracks she released have been very, very well done. And you can tell she still is keeping to that same similar style. Fallen, Black Kitty... Kokoro Zashi featuring AK69 is one of my favorites. And off her newest EP, or newest single EP, Atashi no Make is amazing and so is Erase. I just thought the whole the whole M EP she did is fantastic and it has a good mixture of 
R&B and jazz. So I greatly enjoyed it. And I felt the same with 2.0. And I like the direction she's going in. And I, I'm curious to see if you guys have changed. Well, Ken, I actually haven't heard your initial thoughts because you missed that first episode. So I'm interested in hearing what you have to say. Yeah, so like like, like you just pertinently said there, I wasn't originally on the episode that you guys covered covered her and it was kind of interesting to kind of go to her because of her amazing discography and obviously because of her time with sony it made it fairly difficult to find a couple of the tracks but she's an amazing vocalist that all y'all need to take notice obviously even more so and it was nice of going around and doing this like re-catch up and review of Music Corner to go back up and enjoy just even if it was only a little bit just a snippet of her amazing career was just drawing me in to listen to a lot more of her tracks. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. What were some of your favorite tracks that she had? So it was it, it was kind of interesting like her her 2.0 album was really solid I did like Only You Best Partner was also really good. Her Complex album was pretty solid overall. I did like Drive that that had Melia on it as well. It's just a couple of them. Fallen was also really good too. Just everything on 2.0 that I've heard was really good. Asta no Make was also really good too. <laughs> Just just a couple of them that I've been really falling in love. Like, a lot of her collaborated tracks were really solid because it actually dealt with whoever she was dealing with in both terms with composition and lyrical vocal prowess that they both had to be on the same level, obviously, and it kind of just worked out with each other. So off, oh. off the top of my head, those were like some of the standout ones. Oh, I, I agree. I'm glad to hear you enjoyed her and... I forgot how much I love Drive because that was such a great song she did with Milia. That was amazing. And Gray, what did you... Uh, I know we talked about her back then. And did you feel about the same way as you did? Yeah, I'm, I remember being pretty high on her. And on, honestly, I still am. I think she's a really fantastic vocalist. I love her stylings. And her new EP, M, is really good. Talking About You is a really good song along with... Actually, the whole EP is fantastic. It's only four songs, but Talking About You and Eyes On Me were, I think, like the two standouts for me. But it's she's got a great voice. She knows how to use it. And, you know, I remember when I first looked at her, you know, I, I can be very guilty of judging books by the covers sometimes. And... I've worked really hard to get over that, but every once in a blue moon, I will fall into that. And I looked at her and I was like, I, I don't know if I really like her music, just going off of the image she projects. And uh, I was, I was thoroughly surprised by her music and I, I thought it was really good. I think it's really well done and I like her compositions. And so, yeah, I, I think she's really great. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. But yeah, with that, let's move on to our next artist, which is Yumont Bay. And I, I originally did them back in January as well, and they were a twin vocalist pop rock unit that formed back in 2017. And what 
they kind of blurred the lines of city bop and R&B style or modern contemporary R&B. And they keep the listeners on their toes with a couple of their more alternative styles with tracks like Cider and Feast, but flirt with that psychedelic composition with their songs like 30th. And at the time when we first did them, they were kind of our first twin vocal unit like band that we covered. And they kind of set the bar with that caliber. And one of the things, though, that I'm going to say about them is that they really do like that city pop style. And the guitarist, his name is Yamaya. He's an amazing vocalist. And he sometimes overpowers a lot of what the song is and everything like that. And it's kind of interesting to kind of see that. I mean, the Sakurai, who is the other vocalist, she she also kind of comes in occasionally, but Yamaya's vocal strengths overpowers her every single time. And it, a lot of that was like, Imao no o Tomete was kind of like that. And I can't wait to kind of see what their career has entailed. They haven't really released anything since then, but they are in Diamond and Rough. So I kind of want to hear you guys' like, Comments again, if you guys felt the same way. Let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, I, I actually don't remember how high or low I was on uh, Yomet Bay or Yomet Bay. They Yomant, have a weird name. Yomet Bay. I, <laughs> I, I remember you were kind of finicky on them just because Yeah. You, and, you needed to be in the mood for a certain couple of their songs. Yeah, the uh, and that, that's still very true. Just their, their style, it's a style that traditionally it's not something I normally would pick up and listen to, but if I was in the mood for it, it would be definitely be something I'd sit down and enjoy. Um, they're a really good group. Uh, they are a music duo and uh, you, you can hear it in their work. I actually like the female vocalist a little bit more. I think she has like a really nice whispery voice that just, ah, it just sounds so good, but uh, they're a solid band. Like I said, Sometimes I'll they're kind of a moody band for me. I'll ha I'd have to be in the mood for it, but they are very talented and I do like them a lot. So for me, I I also can't remember how I originally felt about them. I remember I enjoyed them. Yeah, and re I, re I remember you're kind of like you understood kind of on my point that the the male vocalist was really really strong. And, and I still feel that way. Yeah. And re-listening to them, I actually like that because I th did a I couldn't remember how I felt originally if I didn't care for his voice was stronger, but I re-listening to it, I actually like that he overpowers it sometimes as he is an amazing voice. And I feel like he does make the song and although Sakurai, you know, does contribute a good amount to it. At times, I feel like her voice is a little too squeaky, and it kind of, like, grates on me, but at the same time, I think both their voices mellow each other out and make a very good combination, as he has a smoother voice, I feel like, than she does. Smoother, but more overpowering. And I absolutely, like, fell in love with their compositions, and especially, is it Yamiya? Yeah. Yamiya's voice, just because it it just stood out to me and I think despite even when he did overpower it it still worked with the compositions they chose 
And I think that's part of what brought the uniqueness to it is a lot of their compositions are very interesting. Like you said, with the city pop genre, it made me really listen to it more and kind of dive into it. And I, I'm kind of like gray in this aspect. I do have to be in the mood for it. I can't like, this isn't something I could pick up any day and listen to, but when I am, it just flows so flawlessly and I think both of them make a really good team when it comes to their voices and their, vo- yeah, and their composition. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Like, with City Pop, City Pop is kind of a dicey thing regardless because you, you, when I, I remember when I was like that too with City Pop. You kind of have to be in the mood, but then now I'm just like, I don't really care. I just like all types of music at this point. So with, with City Pop, it... it when you first listen to it, if you're not really exposed to it all too much, it is kind of like, oh, this is kind of strange, and you got to be in the mood for it. So, like I said, I, I completely understand. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, all in all, I, th- I thought they were amazing, and, like, Cider and 30th were some of my favorite songs by them. Yeah, I really enjoyed their song, Feast. I thought that was a really good song. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, Ikiyo Tomite was probably my favorite song by them. Their Night Radio is also a really good song that kind of does more of that city pop style and then insider and feast are really 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 solid tracks that that does well i had the lovely privilege of doing the next artist that we were going to be talking about and uh, i chose chii fujikawa uh who it, it was really interesting how i i discovered her because she did the two ending themes to the rising of the shield hero and I had never really, like, I enjoyed both those endings, but I never, I don't, I just didn't really put two and two together. And then I had to do an article for her on the site and rediscovered her in in a way and had to piece all that together. But she is an absolutely fantastic singer. Uh, She has wanted to be in the Japanese music industry since the age of three. Her granddad was an Incan uh, musician. So, uh, you know, she's really just spent her whole life just wanting to be in the music industry and honing her craft. And I'm, I mean, it just shows in her vocal work. She has a lot of range and she has a gorgeous voice that she knows how to use and utilize. She is in a slightly crowded genre. There are a lot of the I'm a girl with a guitar groups out there, but I I think she really stands out just by sheer skill and, and like I mean it's like I said it's a crowded field, but she stands out really well and uh I'm eager to hear what you you two think about her because I remembered you guys really liked her the first time we covered her, but I, I think you guys like her. Like I'm interested to see if, if you guys like her more now or if you guys are like, eh, not as much as you used to. Let's start with you, Luna. So I remember enjoying her the first time I heard her. I thought she had a very, very nice voice and very powerful. And I think now re-listening to her, I've actually enjoyed her way, way more than I remember. And I got to give her newest album, I Ha Headphone Kara, a listen. And I mean, you want to talk about Blown Away? 
I thought the album was fantastic and it made me just re-fall in love with her and kind of bring it back to the point, you know, after we did it, I listened to her a little bit, but then I kind of stopped and this just rejuvenated me because the title track I had headphone cut out was amazing and I loved Anatawo Kiraini Naremashita and I mean there's so many other songs she's done and not just her newest album I went back and listened to Laika which I thought was very 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 good as well and I have not watched Rising of the Shield Hero yet but it's good to know she's in it she she does the songs because it's on my list but yeah yeah, she does both endings she does ending one and two so but I greatly enjoyed her and I was just astonished at how her vocal range was as well. And so she's so many different types of songs she can do. My only issue in some points with her new album is there were some occasions where the song started to overpower her vocals. But other than that, I mean, like the newest album was great. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else she does in the future because she has some major talent and she's definitely one to watch out for. And what about you, Ken? Yeah, so this was around the time when I kind of noticed your trend of of artists. So it was interesting to to finally find her. And Fujikawa is she's I'm thankful for this reintroduction or review of Music Corner again that we always do because it it gets to the point that I get to see artists again that I haven't seen in months. Like when we're initially did this article was back in February so it's kind of good to kind of revisit them and I really did love a lot of her work this time around and just kind of getting away from from the hype that she was getting around the time this article was this article was posted and I actually got to sit down and kind of listen to a lot of her her work and She's a very solid vocalist. I ended up really, really liking her this time around. More so than beforehand. I I remember I really did like Laika. And Laika was standout hit for me. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys really enjoyed her and, and picked up uh, a little bit. Like, your opinions of her improved. Because that that's the nature of the beast with doing this. Especially when we... You, you know, when we do this, it's like, you know, sometimes like artists get lost in the shuffle. Like there's some artists that we'll cover that we'll like, but you know, you know, next week you got to move on to the next artist. And so sometimes it's nice to rediscover an artist. I was like, oh yeah, I really, really liked them. And so I, I understand where you're coming from, Ken, on that one. Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Her, like a, her latest album is superb. And I really feel like her newest album really shows off more of her range than her first album. But either album you, you pick up, it's 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 worth listening to. All right. So I had the next one and it is Yasuro Day. And those of you who don't know, she is a vocalist model radio host and she had her music in, start in the music industry in two thousand six. She was portrayed as Lumi, the lead vocalist in the virtual band Genki Rockets. So she actually continued with Genki Rockets until she graduated high school and then she pursued a solo career. So she actually debuted under Sony Music Japan with the single Best of My Love in 2013. And she has a multicultural background, for those of you who don't know. She actually was born in North Carolina, and she moved to Japan later on. So she... Home state. Home state. Sorry, I had to do that. It's okay. 
So she's a very smooth voice. She can go in and out of English and Japanese flawlessly. And she, to me, she has some special meaning because I saw her live in 2014 when I, I bought the ticket. She was on the set list when I went to see Jasmine. And I've never heard of her before, and she blew me away. And after the the whole concert was over, I actually got to meet her, shake her hand, and I got her autograph. And she was super, super sweet. And this made an impact on me as after I got back to the States, she dropped her first album. And as soon as I saw that, I bought that right away because I loved her music. She was fantastic. And she's still going strong today. She just released her third album in March of this year. And it is a amazing album. It's called Ray One or Ray I. And I highly recommend checking it out. It has just some very smooth, beautiful songs on it. And she's also done several songs to some anime as well, such as Pokemon. But I... I absolutely love her, and you can hear her emotion so clearly in her lyrics. One of my personal favorites that that stuck out to me when I saw her live was Passcode 4854, and Brand New Day was one of the other songs that stuck out to me, and I highly recommend her song Mirror, and they're all more poppy songs, but they have such a catchy melody and chorus. Her, one of her newer songs, Asymmetry, is fantastic. It is absolutely beautiful, upbeat, with some nice piano. And no matter what type of music, which she mainly does pop, but when with her compositions, her vocals always flow perfectly, and that's one of the things I love about her. So I'm curious to see what Ken, uh, what you still think of her, as I know she released a few newer things, but revisiting her if you still have about the same opinion. Yeah, so like when we initially did her, I I believe I made this comment about she's a vocalist that I've always heard of, but never really got into. And I really did like going into a couple of her works then, but taking a deep dive now, I've my entire opinion of her went up tenfold as I'm glad once again to do this second chance with these vocalists and the balance that she's able to do with English and Japanese is just amazing and I really really can't wait to hear more by her and just a couple things of notes is well I really did like her song mirror brand new day was really really good prism like a couple of her older stuff is really good through the dark her newest EP was really really good you guys should get on that right now I, I promise you that you won't forget it a lot of her will album was really solid and i honestly going down and sitting down and listening to it too again i'm like why didn't i pick up on her sooner again and i'm like hitting myself in the head for that <laughs> so like asymmetry was also really good but through the dark that latest ep was really solid i really did like that and true colors so Oh, I agree with Will. Whenever I go back and listen to it, I always just think about what a solid album it was, and it's still my favorite of hers. Although I think her newest one was, I think, you know, both her Prism and Ray One was good, and Through the Dark is amazing. Uh, Gray, what did you think? Yeah, I, I love Ray Yasuda. I, 
I'm, I was in the same boat as Ken. Like she's a name that I had heard around and I knew you were a huge fan of her Luna and, you know, going back and being able to listen to her, I can see why you're a huge fan of her. She is absolutely fantastic. Latest album Ray is absolutely amazing. Asymmetry is great song. Great song through the dark. That whole EP is just fire. I, I think, uh, her vocals are just really good and she has a really good ear for like really good compositions that really complement her vocal styles. And she, she just sounds really fantastic. Uh, I really, really enjoyed her, her music and her work. And uh, I am eager to see what she does next because I, I, she is insanely talented. I'm so glad that, that you also, you know, enjoyed going back and listening to her and, and I totally agree. Her all her Ray album was fantastic. So I'm greatly glad to hear that you both enjoyed her. With that, I'll continue on up to our next artist, who is Sorane. And he was a rapper that burst onto the scene back in 2018. And he was pretty young at the time of writing. He kind of challenged the game of the rap genre in Japan with a more urban yet modern style with lyrical compositions. And he garnered a lot of attention with the younger generation so around the tiktok ages and he collabed with a lot of artists and he he always goes to back with koji 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 is like his favorite artist of all time apparently because he always goes back to her with collabs like the latest song that he did with 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 her was hug and that was phenomenal in my personal opinion and you know what's what's sodane he is a very, very prominent rapper that I, his speed work and just the way that he just engulfs you with his lyrical composition is just amazing. And it's something that I'll never forget when I first heard about him. So let, let's kind of hear what you guys have to say. I, You know, as the resident rap lover, quote unquote, <laughs> that you kind of do point yourself as. I want to see if your opinion did change about him, Gray. I mean, I, I do enjoy rap. I love it. I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd label myself as a resident rap lover. I've always been the guy who really enjoys rap and wish he could find more rap artists that he enjoys and then just no, no, no dice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really how it just turns out into, because I, I, I really love like the rhythmic styles of rap and I think it sounds great. And, Unfortunately, I, I, so Solane is really difficult for me because I really love his rap style. And I think the guy is uber fantastic. Like, like just really, really talented. My biggest issue with him is I just, I don't like his compositions. I, I just like, and it's not that they're bad compositions. They're really good, but they are more laid back. They are more urban, almost a Western style to his compositions it's i wouldn't say it's a western style but there's a little bit of that in there and I'm, there's nothing wrong with that but it's not what i like to listen to it's not what i boot up my phone to listen to on the regular so for me Sodane really finds in in this really weird realm of an artist i really really want to love and only just kind of like but he does have some bangers nonetheless. Like, I really, really enjoyed the song Fight Me. I thought that was a really good song. And I, that was a collaboration song with I do not remember the individual at the moment. 
but uh, I did really, really like that song. And like, he has a couple of other songs that I enjoyed, but... Yonky. Yonky, thank you. I'm, I'm surprised we haven't covered Yonky as an MC. Maybe that's somebody we can go check out at some point. But I, I really wish I liked him more than what I did. He's talented. Uh, I, I think he deserved to be on the list. And even if he's not my cup of tea... I, I think he's really worth talking about because the dude's the dude's great. I mean, he is just really good. I mean, he knows how to hit the the rhythm, the cadence. I mean, the he is fantastic. Uh, I just wish he had a little bit more poppy composition, but you know, that's it's okay. Dude's amazing nonetheless. What about you, Luna? I remember you really kind of liking him the first time around. So I did, and re-listening to him, his Fantasy Club album is fantastic. And, I mean, there were so many ones I love, loved off that, but specifically, the first song that pulled me in was Hug with Koji Koji, because I just cannot get a lo- enough of the songs he does with her. That and Coco on that album were amazing. His song Top, Brighter, and Room 104. I mean, there's been, there were so many good ones he did. And his Mr. Mind album was also very, very good. And so I listened to his newest one, 19 Fact, that he dropped this year and actually June, a couple months ago. And I love that Koji Koji's back because Girl was one of my favorites. And also, like what Grace said, Fat Fight Me featuring Yonki. And I love that one. I also love the other one with Yonki called Dot a Daddy. I thought that was great. Um, and Haike was also really good. I didn't care for 19 Fact as much as um, Fantasy Club, but I still thought it was a solid album. And I found myself enjoying him way more than I initially thought. His rap is very smooth. And he can, I mean, you're talking about someone who can rap. He is a fantastic rapper. And I like the compositions because they're more of the relaxed, chill type of rap. And it's not, I would say it is Western, but it's also not because he doesn't go like gangster rap. And he doesn't go like really hard, which is what I like. So it's more like smooth, chill rap. And it reminds me of some of the early 90s stuff when they did some of that style and i think that's one of the reasons i really liked them no yeah like like i said his collaborative works are really good but then again this kind of goes on with koji 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 is going to de- most definitely be a musical nerd person that we're going to cover eventually it's be like every single time he works with her it's been really really good girl and hug was just amazing but oh i completely agree I, I know from your point of view, Gray, I know that just because of the composition, he, once he does a little bit much more faster composition, I think you will love him. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. And, and I, I, I've been pretty consistent. I know I can be inconsistent on a lot of things, but one of the things I, I think I've been very consistent on since we started the podcast is I've never been into chill music or laid back music. Sometimes there'll be a song that comes along I do like, but it's the exception, usually not the rule. So, yeah, no. And, trust me, me and you butt heads because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say butt head, but we have we have friendly disagreements over over that because yeah, it's just I just I've never been into chill music. That's just not I, never been my yeah. Scene. Like for 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 me because I I I stop caring as long as you make good music that it gets to that point. If it's 
fast rhythm or chill or chill style or slow or even if it's acapella like for for me it's just it got to that point but yeah no i i completely understand it regardless (laughs) moving on up to the next group we're going to be talking about uh one of my like big discoveries of the year has been this group i've listened to them on repeat to this day still i i just i have fallen in love with this group they they would be they're in my top three boy groups period and you know that says a lot for a group i literally just discovered but so we're going to be talking about ivy or ivvy and uh they are a five member dance vocal unit um they've been around for about five years all of them are really 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 talented vocalists and you can really hear it in their work whether you know you're talking about alice as much as you hate it ken i i really enjoy wink i think it's a great song but they also you know you know they do like the regular boy pop stuff i mean you know but they they stretch a little bit and they do some unique stuff you know something like too late you know that's a that's a slightly different style than what a traditional boy band does and they're fantastic all the vocalists are great kento i is a terrific rapper and yeah and in co in the pandemic they've been doing solo releases and i really think those have really shown how talented these they are as an individual because i mean they have released amazing songs and kentos is a little take it or leave it because it's kentos and he that guy only raps but everybody else's is wonderful just the vocal work that they do is absolutely stunning i have you guys have heard me say it time and time again on the show like ayumi it's in my top five of the year it'll probably be my number one song of the year and up until ayumi it was alice by the same group because i just i really really like these guys they are just so freaking good at what they do and i, I they're not quite color creation but they're they're good enough and they are just really great and i'm very eager to hear your guys's updated thoughts and opinions on this let's start with you ken so like i said i mean i understand their appeal and they are a really good group they are very very solid and they're matching at times ldh's and johnny's in terms of intensity and vocal prowess i can see that like i'm not blind to that i'm even if my bias towards one song i can if i were to look at their entire discography i can see that Uh, there's no if ands or buts for that they are a very solid group and i really do think that with the ongoing crisis that's going on right now it kind of worked out for them in the long run because it got to show each individual's talents and you kind of need that when you're doing a kind of group like this a lot more. And it's really good. I've ended up really liking one by by the member Toshiki. Yeah, that one was a really, ironically, was really good. And I can't wait to see what's in store for the future for them. And they're easy one of the best best boy groups that we kind of covered around here. And I'm thankful for the reintroduction again. Because, like I said, I wrote them off when I saw Wink. 
to be perfectly honest. When I saw Wink, I was like, my God, I know a better Wink song that is <laughs> 10 times better than this song. And I'm going to go crazy yeah. and I'm going to rip off someone's eyelashes because of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wink is a very controversial song. I, I, I've always understood the criticism that that song gets. And I do not defend that song in any manner. It, get, it gets everything it deserves, but I, I, I like it. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, totally, I, I, I totally understand that. And like I said, when, when we first initially did that, that was my first exposure because I was like, okay, let me just listen to the first song. And it's wink, and I'm like, no, I'm going to have a bad trip with this. <laughs> but like I said, going back and kind of listening to their discography on a whole, they've been really solid. And like, like I said, the solo releases that happened because of everything going on ended up doing very well with them and i can see that with the case of you and what about you luna so i pretty much feel the exact same way as ken as going back and listening to them i enjoyed them a lot more than i did because i originally wrote them off as being this typical boy band that i was kind of didn't care about and I listened, when I started off my re-listening, I started with the song Ayumi by Utah, or I, y- Utah from Ivy, and that blew me away. I mean, his vocal skills were amazing, the song, the composition, everything about it I loved. And then I also went on to, in a row, One by Toshiki, and that one was fantastic. And I loved Goddess as well by Hiroto. But the only one I didn't care for was Kento Eyes, Hands Up, as I didn't care for his rap in that. But I enjoyed re-listening to them as I feel like I, I still don't care for the song Wink, but I enjoyed Alice. And there are several other ones, you know, there are few ones they have I did enjoy. And I feel like they're pretty solid. And I think once they get going and do a song together again, I think they're going to have a better grip on you know, what their capabilities are, especially doing all those solo works. So I'm excited for the future for them as I I thought they had great, great harmonizations and vocals. So I enjoyed them way more than I remembering. So thank you for this reintroduction. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you guys really enjoyed them because I remember when we did it, I just, I don't know why, but I felt like both of you were just kind of mellow on them. And I'm glad you guys have really grown to really appreciate them and a fun fact uh i can only say this for Utah's because this is the only ones that, I, that i've watched but they have the individual music videos for each of the songs that you can go and watch on youtube mm-hmm. and for ayumi it's him doing the piano so if you go back and you listen to that song all the piano work in that is him and that blew me away because i was like what no way that's so cool yeah, yeah, like, well, like, also, yeah. Also, also, during this time, I'm gonna kind of just go in here. During this time, I had to just accept that you were gonna do groups like this. <laughs> that was another thing too, and me getting over that was kind of just like, okay, yeah, I, I have to take it as it is, even if I have, let's just say, judging a book by its cover, looks with them. And doing this, like I said, doing the reviews have been really good, and it really solidified what I already thought of the group beforehand and really did change of a lot of the artists that we did especially with you guys's ones all right so we're gonna move on to mine which is banana lemon and 
So Banana Lemon is a Japanese R&B hip hop group who consider themselves more neo J-pop. So like new J-pop. And they made their debut in 2016 with their first song, Hashtag Sorry Not Sorry. And all their stuff is released digitally on iTunes. So they currently consist of four members, Nadia, Mizuki, Sada, and Letty. And they did have another member, Reno, who left in 2018. So their name actually comes from the sweetness of a banana and sourness of a lemon. And their group is actually formed through the producer STY, who is actually well-known for working with groups such as Exile, Ghost Generation, Kotakumi, Daichi, etc. Um, so their music actually showcases a lot of different things, which I absolutely love about them. One, their powerful vocals, their rap expertise. They are amazing freaking rappers. My goodness. Letty and Mizuki, holy cow. And then Nadia and Sada for vocalist, amazing. They have such a great harmonization in what they do. Not only that, is they have impressive choreography. If you watch any of their dance videos on YouTube, those girls can break it down and they're fantastic. So I think they bring a really special sound to the industry because a lot of it reminds me of 90s R&B which they did a cover of 90s R&B songs, and it's amazing. Go check it out on YouTube. So, and not to mention, they can go from Japanese to English so fluidly in all their tracks. They can do a great blend of Western and, and Japanese styles. And that's another thing I love, is not many artists can blend it as well as they do. So, I mean, some of my favorite ones is, one is, one is sorry, hashtag sorry, not sorry, but it is the newer one that came out. Um, I also love their ballad, Beautiful, which is a gorgeous ballad. They show off that they can pull off a ballad, but it's Joyride, hashtag, sorry, not sorry, part two. And I and Look At Me is also amazing. Girls Gone Wild. I mean, they have so many good songs. They currently only have digital singles, and there's 15 of them. You can find them on all digital streaming platforms. But I've been listening to them this year a lot. And they have been one of my main groups for the summer. And they made my top, uh, one of my top five songs in July. So, Ken, what did you think of uh, uh, Banana Lemon after going back? So, obviously, they're hitting that R&B and rap feel very, very hard. They are very prolific in their craft. And they kind of do that line of gray so to speak from time to time and for me there there's a time and a place for tracks that they do i remember i wasn't originally i was okay on them and i kind of feel the same way and it's i this is a group that i really do want to like they the skills that they do show are phenomenal and i can see that it's just that i need to be in a I, i'm using a, a a line from gray here i need to be in a time and place for this and I can see myself going crazy about this song if I was listening to a club or on the dance floor and stuff like that. But on a normal day, if I was just sitting on my couch or driving, it'll be difficult for me to to put them on my rotation. But that's also because I'm very, very harsh on female vocalists too. And you guys know that about me very, very much so. But I really do like 
the craft that they do and the representation that they do. The, this Neo Japan or uh, J pop stuff is really good. And if they want to breaker themselves into that, saying like, we are the first ones to do that, that is an accomplishment in and of itself. Oh, and I, I totally see what you mean on them just because of how they. It, I think because I've been listening to mainly club music in all of July, so they really hit with me into the, you know, the R&B Western feel. So, great. Uh, what do you think after going back and re-listening to them? Yeah, I remember I was kind of met on them when we first covered them, but going back and listening to them, I, I've grown to really, really like them. Now, that will come with a huge caveat. You, In my mind, I have to split their music into two categories. They're club bangers and they're non-club bangers. And their non-club banger songs are actually really, really good. I really like these girls. I think they're insanely great vocalists. And they're great rappers, too. And they really know how to you know, do both. And it really, really shows. Now, their club banger songs, it's just not for me. It's not the type of music I like to listen to. And so I... I that's this is not my thing. So, and it's kind of easy to tell which ones are the club bangers because they do have the hashtags in the title. So if you want to know which one's a club banger, just look for the hashtag. When they're just doing like a regular song, it's really really good, and these girls are really really talented. And you know, I don't begrudge them. They're club bangers. They cater to an audience, and I'm glad that they have those songs for that audience. It's just not for me. But I I actually when I went back and listened to them and I was like, well, you know, if it's not a club banger, it's a really, really good song. And yes, I'm trying to see how many times I can say club banger while talking about them. So yeah, I, I really came up on them a lot and I wound up enjoying them a lot more than I originally did. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So continuing on for my artist, it is the lovely Kumiko Yanagida. So she was very interesting. She, when I, first initially did this i was very hesitant because she is an artist that i've wanted to do for a long time on this but because of how she started and so many parts of her career that need to be kind of focused in it was gonna be kind of difficult but i kind of sat down and kind of did it and you know she was in that vein of starting the whole mid booms of the industry of you know, I'm the girl with the guitar and the female-led vocalist kind of thing that started to kind of pure its head around this time. And that boom really helped with Yui and stuff like that. And she did kind of get lost in the shuffle because of that. And her initial solo works really do show off her very impressive range with her mid-tempo compositions and her emotionally driven tracks that shows off just her amazing vocal range after this like for me her popularity didn't really boom until she got with the pop rock band the milky tangerines in 2009 and that's when i had initially found out about her because i ended up really really liking milky tangerine to the point that i went when we studied abroad i went to go see them live and i Got to, I got a photo with all of them. I got a signature from all their CDs at that time. Even though I bought one, I just mentioned how much, you know, I came from Hawaii just to go see them live, and I was a huge fan of them, and they were really, really amazed by that. And the band really did bring out the best in her because they had that bubbly composition, and they kind of mixed and matched with how she, her vocal style was doing, and she ended up being a dynamic part of that. 
with the band and it's really really good that after that even though they went on hiatus that she did continue her solo career and she used all that information and the experience from Melky Chandrine to kind of put into her tracks now so I remember all of us kind of being really really not really liking her but just being really okay with her I wonder how that changed now so let's go with you Luna so re-listening to her I fell in love with her again or I fell in love with her in general and I think it's because of her like you said the girl with the guitar and I've been really into Yui and Miwa and I'm Yon and I feel like I don't know how I missed her back then because she came out about the time I got into J-pop and it was probably she she came out around 05 you know for her solo work so I guess I got into about 04 but I got into Yui right away, so I'm wondering how I missed her. But re-listening to all her songs, I mean, she has great vocals. And I agree with you in her early stuff. You hear it come out way more in that. And they were like, I love her song Lemon Day. And like Maranai, I mean, she has some great tracks from actually O2. I was wrong. She didn't come out in 04. O2, so she came out before I got into J-pop. And I... I mean, I started to fall in love with her and listen to it. And I really like her new song, Crazy Baby, is good, but it's not like her older stuff. And that's one of the things I really love about her is the girl with guitar feel. Her music is very beautiful, relaxing, but it still, still shows off her great vocal range. And I feel like she really is what there's so many singers now who are girls with a guitar. And I feel like she is one of the early ones to start who just like you said, didn't get that push like a lot of the artists, other artists did. For me, I feel like part of it is a lot of her songs aren't as upbeat, but I'm okay with that as she has such a relaxing tone and just this nice music you can sway to, calm down, and you can really just listen to anytime. I think at the time I originally listened to her, I was more okay with her due to the fact that I do have to be in a mood sometimes to listen to that certain type of music and lately I've been falling more into the girl with guitar phase again so I think for me that really pushed her high up on my radar and doing this helped me dive back in and re-listening to her discography just made me enjoy her music so much. Yeah, so what about you, Greg? How'd you feel about her this time around? Yeah, uh, she is She is one of the people I actually really struggled with when we went back and we, we did this. It's not that, I, and it wasn't that I didn't like her. It was like, I just, I don't know what to say. And I still have that problem. But uh, she is very, very talented. And you can hear that in her music, especially her older work. And, you know, you can really hear the difference between her new and her old stuff. Uh, yeah. It might be time progression. It just might be her experience with Milky Tangerine and wanting to do a little bit more of a pop style because I think her newer stuff is a little bit more poppy. You know, you look at Summertime Music is a very, very pop song and it's really, really good. And so you really do get to hear like that progression in her and in her music. And it's really interesting to hear that dynamic. There's not too many people that we cover where we can talk about it in that manner, but her new stuff is really, really good. If you really like more poppier stuff, especially like the girl with the guitar style, her, her older stuff is really good too. And again, it just showcases her, her vocals and her skill. And I think she, it's, it's unfortunate that 
she didn't stand out, but I mean, she was able to get a band and was able to, to, to really evolve and, you know, she's still back doing solo work now. So, you know, she's still in the industry and that's a wonderful thing. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what she does next. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, most definitely. Like, like I said, she was an artist that, like I said, because of her entire career, like I would have to cover her entire career. And it was very difficult for me to start with, but I really enjoy her her entire career and just kind of looking at it i fell in love with her even more all right moving on up to our next artist i had the lovely lovely pleasure of introducing high five which is a five member boy group they were formed in uh, december of 2018 uh they debuted in april of 2019 and I, I have been a fan of this group since single one <laughs> since they came out with we are high five i have absolutely love these guys i think they're fantastic their vocal work is absolutely amazing yeah they're just they're high energy they vocalize really well and i know like the first time like we covered them you guys said like a lot of their songs sound similar and and they have definitely like the same dna i will i will admit and they really haven't mixed up their variety yet they they've had three singles uh they only have six songs total so literally in 17 minutes you can listen to their whole discography still i am just i love these guys i've liked every single that they've dropped and to to the point where heartbeat was like my song of january and february of this year i just i loved that song and I, I kind of regretted because I really would have, that would have been in my top five, but I, I really, like I had heard it before then, but I didn't hear it, if, if you know what I mean, until afterwards. And it was like, oh man, this is a great song. So I, I've really come to love these guys. And uh, unfortunately, they've only had the one single drop since the last, uh, they haven't had anything drop since the last time we talked about them. So we're going to have to operate off of the same information which we had last time but going back listening to the six songs did you guys change did you say about the same how did you guys feel let's start with you luna so for me i actually changed a little bit i remember thinking they were okay and i wasn't too high on them because i'm not big into the boy boy band boy groups but after re-listening to them i mean i still enjoyed them I still think they're a tiny bit too poppy for me, but I think their vocals are fantastic and their newest song, We Can Fly, is extremely solid. I, I'm i really waiting for that one song for them to come and wow me and it'll probably be their breakout song. Um, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed them a lot more the second time I, around than I did the first as I think, you know, they have some catchy compositions. And they have great vocal cap capabilities and harmonizations, but I, I'm i glad I re-dived back into them because it made me enjoy them a little bit more than I did the last time. Yeah, and I, I will be the first one to admit, as, as high as I am on these guys, uh, usually it is like the second or third time I hear the song that it clicks for me. So it's, it's one of these groups where, for me, like I've had to listen to them just a little bit uh, before I really liked them. So I, I, I'm glad like you going back and re-listening to them really helped you 
find a, a new appreciation for them. How, how about you, Ken? How was your retake on this? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it didn't change. Like To be perfectly honest, this was the group that I dreaded on coming back to. To be perfectly honest, because I already knew their style and listening to the song that their 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 latest single that came out, I re-listened to it and I was like, okay, yeah, I I, I understand, boys. You know what's what's going on here, <laughs> and they're not for me. And it's mostly because the boy group scene is already very strong, and they kind of do need something to stand out. And I I know that I'm like that with a lot of groups. And I want them to stand out. I need that that thing for me to kind of get hooked. And that's not for everyone. I, I completely understand that. I, 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 I totally understand that. And one of the things that do stand out to me, though, is that when push comes to shove, when their vocalists are out on the forefront, they're just simply amazing all around. And I can't fault them for that. They are very, very good vocalists. It's just that the composition that they work with, I need them to tone it down. <laughs> They're always on 11 for me at certain times, and I just need them to tone it down. Once they do that, I'll, I can be okay with them. But with just listening to We Are High Five first thing in the morning was just amazing because I got to wake up with that. <laughs> and getting that hype for a song was just, it was good for me to get into that waking up mood but after its initial appeal it took a really long time for me to be like yeah i know where this is going and i completely understand like i said they are a very very solid group and they are a very very good vocalist they're just not for me yeah i understand what you mean by like using we are high five to wake you up as you go into work when i did my parking enforcement job and that song came out that would be one of the songs I listen to on my way into work every morning to help energize me for the day because it's just it's uh it's like an energizer battery <laughs> like they are they're at eleven and they can they can help you get there too. <laughs> yeah, from a four to like a seven. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said but, help. I didn't say they'd take you all the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like I said, you know, I appreciate their cause to the industry. It's just. It is what it is from my point of view of how groups are. Yeah, and, and that's fair. That's fine. I and I knew when I we, when I covered them, I'm like, oh, they're not going to be for everybody, anyways. But I love them, and so I really wanted to cover them. But I appreciate you sticking with them. <laughs> that's what matters. All right. So next up is mine, which was Arcs. Arcs is a three-member rock band from Osaka that formed in 2013. They pretty much first consisted of school classmates, Asuka Yoshida, who's the vocalist guitarist. And Ryoma Ikebe, who does the drums, Yuha Ochi-ai would join a group a little bit later. So all their members write their own lyrics that reflect on their unique unique style and individual personalities, which encompass their music. Asuka-san's vocals, with the help of Ryoma-san and Yuha-san, bring a breath of fresh air to the rock industry, as they have a really fun sound that draws you in. And this is a group I discovered on accident. I was, I just saw them. And I'm like, oh, they look really interesting. And I started watching some of their YouTube videos and they caught me. And the first one it did was Baka, as it's a very joyfully upbeat track. Asuka's vocals with the guitar are just amazing. And it's a little bit heavier feel than their latest hit, Oda Babaru. And that one has a little bit more pop vibe. 
But I really like that one too. And I think a lot of their songs are fantastic. Tapu Dana is amazing. And Asuka is amazing on the guitar. That's one of the other reasons I love this group is they have so much talent and all their songs, their compositions and their control over it. So they currently only have two mini albums, Image and One, which are, which you can purchase and you can find some of them streaming on Apple Music. Image is on there. So I am curious to hear what you guys think on this group and if your opinions have changed since the initial listen. Why don't we start with you, Gray? This group is really good. They're they are a solid unit. I really do like their sound and their energy. And uh, I really, really like the vocalist. Uh, their first mini album is really, really good. All six songs are fantastic. And is is there a way to listen to their other mini album digitally or is that physical only? So it's on Apple Music Japan, but just not in the u.s not the international yeah no and the weird thing is is when you do look them up on apple music it comes up with a heavy metal group with the same name so you got to be careful yeah no oh and it it threw me when we first covered them because i i had i texted ken i was listening to to the heavy metal group and i was like is this am i listening to the right people and he's like no you're not (laughs) i was like when you first gave me this and you said is is this the group that Luna, Luna chose? And I'm like, I mean, she does go to that occasionally, but not this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that was the thing. It's like I was like, I know Luna likes this music, so it wasn't out of your wheelhouse per se. But I was like, I was like, I've been listening for seven minutes and I haven't heard one word sung yet. So yeah, um, but no, they are fantastic. I really like them. I like the vocal, the female vocalist, and and everything like that. And uh, I do wish like they were a little like they had a little bit more of their music internationally speaking but you know their youtube page is a good uh resource to listen to their music and they do have the one mini album on apple music and i i did i really really liked and enjoyed them and i thought they were fantastic and ken what were your thoughts so kind of going back to them you know having that pop rock feel doesn't harm them in any way and honestly they're the kind of band that i would love to do the reintroduction to the genre for for this pop rock style and they're a great introduction for that but for for my taste and what they're capable of and before i start championing them so to speak i kind of need them to just do one thing to really stand out from that otherwise they're just going to be lost in the shuffle because for me I'm just obviously going to start comparing them to other female-led pop rock bands like Polka Dot Stingray and Crack Lax. But that's just me because I really, really love this genre. And I really like the female-led bands. And it gets to a point that y'all, they all need to have that one thing stand apart from each other. And I like the fact that if I were to introduce anyone to the genre, this would be the band just to kind of get the taste of what they're feeling for. But that's all I can possibly really do. Like, I really like them. I don't get me wrong, but I need them just to have that one standout thing. And I will be able to remember them a lot more. And 
like you did, you guys did say earlier, trying to find them and the next band that we're gonna cover too was really difficult. But after the, you do find them, they're just amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I I agree, and I hope that they release something else in the future and show us what they got. But with that, let's continue on to my next group, which is the three-member rock band Tracks that was formed in 2014. They don't really rewrite the book, and I'm just going to say that much more. They are one of the dime a dozen alternative rock bands in the Japanese market. and They do take a similar page from alternative bands from the rest, and they kind of prioritize synergy with everything that they do above all else, which kind of just helps them stand out just a little bit above their peers. You got vocalists, Yonosuke Ikuta's high vocal range, which is kind of like the peanut butter to the high energies compositions jelly. And it doesn't make them above anything else per se, but it kind of just helps that little edge that I need. Their tracks, Daydream and 17 Years, are a perfect example for this. That, you know, it might be a little bit sensory overload for some listeners, but they are a well-oiled machine for the composition as a whole. And it's it's interesting because they are a group that you probably won't be able to find unless you go on our music corners. It's very difficult to find them, and I, I know that fault with them. But they are a band that I can't wait to see the future for. And I kind of want to see what this reintroduction, did that change anything? Let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, I, I love tracks. And honestly, my biggest, my absolute biggest criticism of this band is how hard they are to find. Because I think accessibility is what's holding them back. I think if they were more accessible and easier to, to listen to, man, I'd be listening to them all the time. I can tell you that much because I love these guys. Their their style, their sound. I really, really enjoyed them. I love their energy. I love their music. Every one of their music videos on YouTube is fantastic, and especially their latest one, Nothing. That is a really good song. So you, you just got to go through and find it, but they, they are just absolutely amazing. And when you said they were a well-oiled machine, you weren't joking. I mean, these guys, they know how to work with each other and they know how to play off each other and you can hear it in the music and it's just really well. You can hear that synergy that they're going for. And I, I really, really love these guys. They are fantastic. For me, Going back and re-listening to them, I enjoyed them a lot more than I thought I did. So I I remember liking them, but I also had a very vague remembrance of them. And then once I started re-listening, they drew me right back in as I started off with their track Magic. And I kept going back to it. Is It is just so... It, there's just something about it that literally is magical. And 17 Years, Daydream are fantastic. Also, their two newest ones nothing and winter i feel blue are amazing and i do (laughs) like i love winter i feel oh my god winter i feel blue is so good and i'm glad we went back and revisited them because i feel like i kind of lumped them in with all the other alt rock groups and re-listening to them it brought me back to i like that their songs are short sweet and to the point and they stick with you because of that reason. They don't need to linger. They don't need to be any longer because they're perfect the way they are. And in a way, they remind me a little bit of Asian Kung Fu. And I 
I think it's kind of how they do their vocals a little bit, but I I just kind of was surprised how much more I enjoyed them this time around than the last time, and I I wish if they were more accessible, or else I would have had all these on Apple Music by now. Yeah, that is no, my only issue as well. Definitely, yeah, just so. like their their high energy kind of helps with that, and it does kind of compare them with several rock bands of, of probably when they were growing up as well so it's it's interesting to kind of see that the the footprints of the the past is kind of catching up with the present now so to speak so oh oh yeah it definitely is so i'm really glad we we did this so it gave me a good reintroduction all right i had the next group that we're going to be covering so i went out of my comfort zone and i was actually really dreading covering this group because they were just so out of my comfort zone but I really, really enjoyed them because I felt like they had a pretty unique sound to them. And I, Avex agreed with me because they just they just went major with them. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about Macaroni in Pizza, which is a four-member rock band out of Kanagawa. And the group formed out of the Sinzoku Gakuen College of Music, which is located in Kanagawa. And they've been together since 2012 and, you know, they've really honed their craft. And I told, I told Ken this because, uh, I know Ken likes like the experimental rock bands and, and I, I've always said like, there's a place for that and I appreciate what they do, but I, it, for me, it's always really hard to get into and macaroni and pizza. I, I kind of felt hypocritical covering these guys because they're an experimental rock band that's always trying to do something a little different. And you can really hear in their music that they went to music school. Like there's just this real, almost science to it in a way. And, but I feel like, you know, they just really broke the mold and they just do like, yeah, they have experimental compositions, but they're really entertaining and they're fun to listen to. And you really get lost in the music. The lead vocalist is really good. The guy has so solid vocals. And, you know, they just dropped their latest album. And I recommend everybody going to check that out. And it's like, there's just a lot of good tracks on that on that album. What did you guys going back and re-listening to these guys make you feel about them? Uh, let's start with Luna. Let's go with Luna this time. So... I remember my initial listen, I did not like them at all. I'm just going to state that. And so I, going back, I was dreading it because I had that same line of thought. I'm like, okay, this time I'm just going to hold no high regards or anything. I'm just going straight in. And to my pleasant surprise, I actually enjoyed them. And it caught me off guard and I was trying to figure out why I didn't like them to begin with. And I think it was some of the, their experimental Ism, and I also wasn't in the mood for that type of music then as I do feel like they're an artist I have to want to listen to and be in that genre mindset however I greatly enjoyed a couple of their songs and I thought the lead vocalist actually this time I felt he was tolerable before I did not like his vocals at all this time I felt like they fit very well with the compositions and the type of style they were going for so I ended up really liking them. 
And I feel like I, I couldn't find them on Apple Music, so I had to watch it all on YouTube. And I don't know why. I'm surprised they were not on there. Okay, so they they are on Apple Music. All of their music's on Apple Music, but it's a little hard to find. So you have to take it's uh you have to take the whole word and smush it into one, and that's the only way they pop up in your search engine. Wow, it, brilliant! It, yeah. I mean, not not you. I meant how <laughs> Apple Music did it because it's like, and and I understand because their name is it's, it's how you know it's, it's Katakana. How Avex registered them or how they registered themselves themselves that makes yeah. sense so probably because macaroni and pizza is one word in japanese they're like oh i mean I don't let's see mix it together with, i don't see a problem with that in english <laughs> yeah so yep. i like like i will say my favorite one is probably blueberry nights blueberry night uh night night too yeah i loved so that song that's the first one i started off with and i just started listening to that and going from there and I realized that, hey, they're actually really talented, and I'm glad we went back and revisited them, or I would have completely wrote them off. And I'm glad I didn't. Hope I listened to a few of the songs off of it, their newest album from YouTube, and I liked what I heard, and I am actually excited to go back and, and I'm giving them the second chance. So I'm yeah. very, very grateful for that. Yeah, they have four albums. All of them are on Apple Music. So, you, yeah, you can go check that out. You, just like I said, you have to. I greatly enjoyed them the second time around. And I'm so glad we did this so I could rediscover a band that I initially completely wrote off. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you, you were able to figure and find them out. Because like I said, I think they strike that balance between like experimental and, and entertaining. And, and it, I, they're one of the few bands that I really feel like really hit that balance well. And uh, I'm glad you were able to figure the to discover that. Ken, uh, how did you feel about macaroni and pizza? Well, like like I said initially, they they are they they do go out of the lane every so often, and I don't mind that. They are a very solid band, and like I said earlier, if you didn't do them, I probably would have done them further down the line. And it's they have this very interesting composition that. They they just really do stand out from the bunch. And like I said, with all the other bands that we covered earlier, you guys need to do that. Otherwise, I'm just going to compare you all to other bands. It, it's sad to say, but it's true. You, every, every artist kind of needs that one little edge, and they kind of have that. Going back and kind of re-listening to their newer stuff... It's very interesting to see that. Hope was really, really good. Token Eye was also really, really good. Really solid. I did really like Blueberry Nights again. Hope, Blue Boy Meets World. It's really, really good. Like all, all Overall, I enjoyed my time around with them. And I already enjoyed my time with them when we first initially did that. And it just kind of solidified my my feelings for them. So it was really good good time good i'm glad to hear it <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i will say um hope hope wound up being my favorite of their albums which is their latest one but um yeah because that album is just fantastic this is full of songs that I, I felt like were just like outstanding and yeah blue like blueberry nights is oh so good oh i love that song so yeah i'm glad that you were able to solidify your feelings and, and really, really digging these guys. 
All right, so next up is my artist, and I chose Miyu. She is a Japanese pop left-handed singer-songwriter from Osaka. You don't see many that are left-handed, to be honest. She got her start in 2016 by doing covers and videos of uh, American songs while showing the lovely sights of Kyoto. And she debuted with her first single, Southern Waves, in 2016 as well. And it was digital only, and it, that's still one of my favorite songs, I will say that for sure. So she, the same year, she'd go on to release her first EP, and then in 2018, she got signed with Avix. So, and despite, she is a girl with guitar, and as we, you know, we talked about Kumiko Yanagita, and I feel like someone like her easily could have inspired Miyu as well as Yui and several other the girl with guitar artists. And despite... Miu being another one of those and you know they're a dime a dozen now she has a very wholesome sound to her a smooth relaxing voice and her music just draws you in and there's several of those that do that for me and one of the big ones is Southern Waves that is the first song I heard by her and it completely drew me in I could not get enough of it I also love her track Try as it is amazing and No One is another fantastic song. She has great guitar work in it, vocal range. And that's one of the other things I love about her music is the guitar work is just gorgeous. And she has so much talent. And I'm looking forward to see what she'll do next. She just dropped her first debut album under Avix, Blue S. Lowly. And it is an amazing album. I highly recommend you guys checking it out. And she had several others. She had Where We'll Be, Come On, Come One, Come All, and Here Comes the Sound as well. You can check out all her music streaming digitally. Highly recommend checking out Blue S. Lily. Is, I love it, love it, love it. But I'm curious to hear what you two think of her and if your opinions have stayed about the same. Gray, why don't you start? Oh yeah, I'd, I'll be happy to. I I loved Miu. I I don't remember my first impressions on her, but I I'm glad that I went back and listened to her music because I I wound up loving her uh, the second time around at, at the very least, and I I really enjoyed uh, her song Summer Together. I think it's fantastic. Her latest album Blue S Lowly. I listened to that, and I I I mean I basically dropped everything I was doing and listened to this album because it was just so good. And, and I know what you mean. Like she sucks you in, like she just has this style and this feel like you just don't want it to end. And, you know, I could listen to her music all day and uh, she just, she does a really wonderful voice. She has, does great guitar work. She just has this amazing sound about her. And it, she just, it's once you start listening to it, it's hard to, hard to stop listening to it like she just really pulls you in and I just absolutely loved everything there was about her and am really eager to see what she does next I I am I am really excited to see where she goes from here and what about you Ken she's an amazing vocalist that doing this really turned my head again and I'm really glad we got to do this while having s- several simple compositions, Mew pushes it above and beyond with her amazing vocal range. And you guys are right. Every time she she sings something, 
she just brings the listeners in and just makes you kind of continue on with this magical journey that you're involved in. And that's what I need in an artist. That if you're not going to stand out with something, you're going to have something to ease the listeners in, so to speak. And that's what Miu does very, very much so. And I really enjoyed my time coming back to her. And, and I got to say, I, I, I did... The, the plus signs on a couple of her songs so uh, i'm glad you you guys both enjoy, enjoyed your relisting of her and that she pulled you right in and continue on to me for someone that is a little bit out of my thing for this this music corner here as i did i did a male idol group so i was like i kind of dared everyone to pick someone to kind of pick out of their comfort zone and this was my pick so to speak and they were originally a three-member unit, and they kind of grew into this big thing. And they tried to break the norm of what it means to be a, a dance rap unit in the industry. And they give the fans this once-in-a-lifetime experience with their own style. Obviously, they it's very crowded with LDH and, and the Johnny Entertainment market. However, they do have this lighthearted and overall happy-go-lucky style that you'll just fall in love with. It's very, very interesting when I first heard them, and I ended up being like, oh, I can see the appeal, but I want to see that nice bit of goodness that they have. And they, they pull it off tenfold with Party in the Sky and Come Back to Me, just one of those examples of their expertise and their crafts. And... They they build this emotional roller coaster with tracks like Together and Rainbow and bring it down fast with Destiny and Awakening the next. You can't really predict what they're going to do with their next release. So I kind of want to see how you guys feel about them. They've been such a blast to kind of go back to. Let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, I, I remember. I was, I was like, I was like Ken's turn still my spotlight here. I'm the boy group guy. <laughs> But yeah, no, Addiction is really, really good. Uh, they are really fantastic. They have a stellar rapper and, you know, they really do a good job of working off each other and they have really good vocals. They are a little bit more club style is, is the way I would like to phrase it. But, you know, it's not quite there. They, you know, they, they still are very much within that pop style that, you know, boy groups are known for. But they do work really, really well together within that style. And even for a guy who is not always into like club bangers and stuff like that, you know, I can still appreciate their more clubby hits. But they have a lot of absolutely fun songs. Like their latest song, O I D E, um, ODA. Oh my God, that song's so good. Oh my Lord, that song's like just. Ah, that sounds fire. And their new album is really good, too. And so I really, really enjoyed going back and listening to them. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, Ivy has really sucked up, like, all the boy band oxygen I've had. So it helps It helps me to be like, you know, there are other boy groups besides Ivy. And so it was really fun to go back and listen to them. I need to add a couple of their songs to my library. Cause I haven't done that yet, but 
still, this is just a fantastic group. I really, really enjoyed them. And you're right, their ballads are also just bring out like that soft, tender side that the group has. And they have really good vocals when they do that. So I'm, I really, really enjoyed them. Yeah, I was going to wonder when you're going to mention OIDE. That song was really amazing. And I, I missed out the first time around when it initially re- released so when it came out i was happily gonna jump right into it so to speak <laughs> oh oh yeah if you haven't heard oide or uh, go listen to that song that song is oh my god that song's fire i love that song to death so i remember being really iffy on them originally and i still in a way am i i i still think their ballads are amazing i mean tomorrow is one of my favorite songs by them and love song i think their slower ones are very very well done with their harmonies their vocal skills and they just mesh so well together and i think oide was an amazing track actually for one of their upbeat ones it was one of my favorites and i'm glad i did get to listen to that one i i some of their upbeat ones i didn't mind I liked Addiction Party. Tw- Addiction Party. I thought that was a lot of fun, and Party in the Sky was a lot of fun. But I wasn't super. They they aren't really my type of style. But some of the songs they did do were very very good. And their newer EP, like I enjoyed Who Are You and Zero Zero Five. Um, I all in all I think they're pretty solid and I'm actually looking forward to them doing some more songs as I feel like I like them a little bit more than I initially did as I found a few more of their upbeat songs more appealing than I did last time but I'm still standing by that they have some of the best slower songs as it just showcases the talent they have yeah most definitely most definitely. And yeah, like when I initially did them, I, I was struggling to find the words too because th- it's kind of difficult to kind of wrap their style with just one sitting. You kind of need that multiple sit-throughs with their discography. And I was banging my head when I initially wrote this. It And it was something that it was really good that when we came back to them, they kind of I'm using air quotes here, matured just a tiny bit, but still has the essence of what they are. All right. I had the lovely pleasure of introducing the next group and it was a, it's a co-ed music duo. So we've already covered one tonight. We're, we're going to do one more. Uh, and I chose uh, Marurito Ryuga and I had just discovered these guys one night while I was gaming and listening to music and I, I wanted to check them out. I was actually expecting a rap group. And, and I got uh, this insanely powerful vocal group that I just fell in love with the moment I heard them. So they've been together since April of 2018, and they are currently signed under EMI Records. And really the vocal work that these two do is just absolutely fantastic. I do think Maruri outshines Ryuga just ever so slightly but they do strike a pretty solid balance overall I love it when they harmonize and you can really hear their harmony work together and 
my favorite song that they do is Hajimari no Uta, which that song is a showcase for Maruri. It really is. Ryuga's role in that song is kind of diminished, but there's other songs where he really, you really get to hear Ryuga go to work. And I mean, the, the, the guy is just moi, fantastic. And I just wound up really, really liking these guys. They are a one, two punch of vocal awesomeness. And, and I just really wound up loving these guys. And I'm really eager to hear what y'all's updated opinions are. And uh, let's start with you, Ken. They are both very strong vocalists. I, I remember talking about this last time when we did them. And revisiting them after kind of going through all of our music corners was very interesting because I would kind of say they are the evolved form of Yumanpe vocally as they both push both talents even further with each track. And it was something to see, kind of. And, you know, I'll bet with it, with them being with Emmy Records and Universal, it'll be something to kind of see in in the long run. And I can't wait to see what they got, so to speak. So it increased tenfold from when we initially did them. I can tell you that much. So it's really good that we got to do this. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And what were your thoughts, Luna? So going back and re-listening to them, I found a new love for them. And since I now have Apple Music, I was actually able to go through everything and not rely on YouTube and trying to dig them up. So this felt like a more thorough re-listening to me. And oh my god, was I not disappointed as like Hajimari, Hajimari no Uta is fantastic, but I also loved Sunny. And one of their earlier EPs Oh my goodness, it is so good. And I just fell in love with them all over. And I think Marui has, Marui has an amazing voice. And yes, she does outshine Yuga at many, many times. But they're, they do so many good harmonies off each other. Their Hajime Mashite EP is so good. And you hear all that come out. And they're back and forth, especially in like Tokiga, Tomera, Tomare by Nino Ni and I love Shiawase Ninate it's just that EP just blew me out of the water and I thought the Omishiri Okiowo was amazing as well I just cannot get enough of of them and they definitely rose way above what I originally remember enjoying by them I mean they blew it out of the water for me this time so I am so glad I got to revisit them because they definitely jumped up in one of my top artists. I am I'm so glad to hear it because I remember both of you being enjoying them and I remembered that you were having a bad week and that you, you kind of liked them. And I'm glad that you were able to go back and listen to them and really find like a newfound appreciation for them. Because, yeah, like I said, there's a one-two dynamic punch of awesome. And I'm, I'm glad that you guys both have really grown to like them. Oh, yeah, I definitely did. So going into the next one, which is mine, it is Kira. And she is a Japanese reggae R&B vocalist, composer, and producer from Osaka. 
And she is very well known for her husky vocals, unique outfits, and relatable lyrics. She also has a lot of African-American inspired music style, and you can definitely hear that when she does her reggae. And so she pretty much made her major debut in 2014 with the single Nadashiko Soul. And that one she actually wrote, composed, and produced herself. And it became such a hit that she had the reggae, reggae phenomena, Minmi, join her on a remix of it. And she dropped her, she's dropped several albums since then. Her first one was Listener Killer, her mini album Survive, and her latest one was Naked. And she's had three releases this year so far. And Loving You has been my favorite of all of them. Still one of the catchiest one. Her newest one is Don't Text Me, which is growing on me. But she has a very unique vocal style, and that's one of the reasons she caught me, is her husky vocals stand out in songs like Bye Bye Boy, amazing uh, composition, her vocals fit so perfectly with it, and there are so many of her tracks that it really relies on the composition with her, how she moves all the vocals and the lyrics with it. And it just fuses together. And not only can she do reggae, I mean, you hear a lot of the R&B influence style, which came out in the last couple years. And it shows she is not a one-trick pony. She can switch between the genres so fluidly. And she is rose to the top as one of my favorite artists lately. And I've had her pretty much on repeat since I got into her a couple years back. I am just glad I finally got to cover her. And I'm interested to hearing if your guys' opinion changed because I remember some of her tracks you were super iffy on, especially with her interesting and unique vocal style. It's a really hit or miss with her. So I would like to see if that changed. So how about we start with you this time, Ken? So I, I remember when you first initially got introduced us to this artist back in 2018 with your, I think it was Song of the Year. One one of those, I believe that that was when we first got introduced to her, and she was an artist that I really felt iffy on initially when we got into this, and I was like, she's the the person that did Bye Bye Boy, and to be perfectly honest, um, it I didn't really fall in love with that song as much as you did. She is an amazing vocalist nonetheless, and I'm highly impressed about these styles of genres that she does tackle. However, reggae is a very difficult genre to pull off, in my opinion, and me, this is a personal thing because I'm surrounded by the culture here in Hawaii. It It's very hard to not distinguish traditional style reggae time and time again but when she does do the more r&b feel i think she's she feels more at home about it and it feels like for me i i think i brought this off off air is when she does a composition that she doesn't feel like forced into she does very very well but when the composition kind of forces her into a certain style or genre, I feel that's the only thing that is that kills my enjoyment for her. And that's the only thing. And it's only like a 5% of her overall discography, if that, from what I've 
I have listened to. There's only one or two songs that really took me out of it, but everything else had been an amazing joyride. I really did like Ecstasy, to be perfectly honest. I did like Loving You. I did like Don't Text Me. One More Dance is really good as well. There are several songs that I ended up really, really liking from her, and just ignoring the the two or three songs that I ended up not liking really brought up my enjoyment for her. So there's that. That's the only thing that I can that without going really, really in depth with it, it's how I really feel. And it really enjoyed took the enjoyment of Kira in just a little bit extended it to what my initial feelings was her. So it's good that we did this, honestly. I'm glad to hear that. And I completely understand because there are some tracks that do take you out of the moment and take you away from that feel. But when she's in her zone, you feel it, especially in some of her ballads. When she gets into like ice cream harmony and honesty, like you hear all everything come out. Yep. So you know where she shines and where she doesn't shine as much. And that that's the one good thing when you hear an artist, you can really hear it come out. So I'm glad you found ones that made her shine. And Gray, what about you? How how have your feeling have your feelings changed? I, I think they maintained a, about the same. I remember her being a little hit and miss and she's still to me like there's just like a couple of songs that didn't quite hit hit with me. But you know what? It, it's just like a couple. Overall, I do really, really like her. I think she has a wonderful voice. And I actually really like her more R&B style, interestingly enough. I, I, I agree with Ken in that aspect. I think like she just has like this really good voice. And you get to hear that, I think, mostly in her R&B work. Her song, Perfect Love, is just a wonderful song. Uh, loving you is a wonderful song everything i thought was a great song and don't text me it's okay i see the appeal of that song but that one wasn't quite for me but still you know i think she's really really talented and you can definitely hear it in in her vocals and um you know it was it was fun to revisit her and i'm glad we got to do it oh good good i'm glad to hear and with that we'll continue on to my next band which is i saw you yesterday and they are a four-member pop rock band that formed back in 2015. And their whole entire gimmick is that they are really, really inspired by US and D sounds and style. And kind of hits that core to the alternative bands of the 90s. It makes it accessible to the generation that really didn't grow up with this. And with that concept in mind, all of their songs are fully sung in English and has that iconic indie feels of the 90s going into the early aughts. And it's a style that makes them super, super relatable to the domestic and international markets if you dig that kind of feel. And it's interesting because I remember when we first initially did them, I called them as skater music. And it's a lot with their vocalists. Shimoda Hidemasa's unique vocal style that kind of lures everyone in. And Wonder is the perfect example of that. If you guys haven't heard by him, go go do that. It kind of hits his signature style and kind of nails what pretty much all, they're all about. Now, I remember we were 50-50 on them because I remember Luna, you kind of were like all right with them. And Gray, because of how the style and composition that they did, it wasn't really for you 
So how did that change going to the second time around? It probably didn't change all too much because it was only a month past when we first initially did this. So how did that change? Let's start with you, Luna. So going back to them, I feel like I did enjoy them a tiny bit more. I Also, they're a group that I have to be in the mood to listen to, but they're super chill, chill, and that's what I like about them. And it also brings back that 90s feel of the groups I listened, used to listen to back then. I felt like this time around, their compositions, I, I took more, like, I guess you could say prominence in listening to it and really going as an enjoying, like, in a relaxing situation. And that made me feel more at ease just sitting outside in a nice breeze and just taking all their music in. And I love the use of English in all their lyrics as, I mean, their, their English is fantastic. And it's just... They seem to move me a little bit more. Some of my favorites were like White Out and Float Away. Beach Babe is still my favorite of theirs as it's just such a nice, beautiful song. But I felt like I discovered a lot more of their music this time around and I found it way more enjoyable. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm going to echo a little bit of what Luna just said because I, I did find more enjoyment in them, I guess is the best way to put it. But I still didn't hit that whole, like, oh, okay, I see what this group is about sort of thing. Well, I mean, I do see what they're about. But I, I do think at the end of the day, this isn't quite for me. And I do find it interesting that you guys say, like, it's, like, 90s. Because to me, it reminds me of 80s music. And and it's a group that I, I genuinely would love to like more than what I do. It kind of similar to Solane, like there's aspects about the group that I really, really like. But d- due to this, the, the laid back nature of their style and, you know, what they're doing, it's, it's just not for me. But I can see the appeal and why people would be drawn to them. And I did wind up liking them a lot more. Like uh, I did come around on the song Wonder. I think that's a really good song. For the way I, I did grow an appreciation for, and I do agree with Luna Beach Babe is probably still their best song. Yeah, most definitely. I, I'm glad that your guys' thought about them changed just a little bit, but if not more so. So, But speaking of groups that were a little divisive, <laughs> we were going to talk about four-member rock band Ace Collection. And they got started back in December of 2017. They, they got started doing covers of popular songs. Their most popular video to date is they covered Ed Sheeran's Shape of You, which is a mega popular song. And that particular video on YouTube netted them over 4 million views and when I first started listening to them, I, I actually thought they... To me, they kind of sounded like a boy band. I'm not going to lie. Like, they did. And I think that was, like, the appeal of it. And then I did, like, some more digging. I heard a lot more of their music. And, obviously, I I heard the rockness come out of them. And I I grew to really, really like them. I think they have a really nice wide range of songs and styles that they'll do. They have poppy songs that they'll do. And then they'll have really like heavy rock songs that they'll do. And they have ballads. So they have a pretty solid range of songs that they like to cover. You know, they're really, really good. Uh, All of them have a lot of experience and they really bring that to the table. Their latest album, Love, it's pretty short, but 
I really liked every song on that album and I would recommend people going out and check that album specifically. And I, I know you guys weren't the biggest fans of them, but I know it's been a couple of weeks, so we're probably in a similar boat. Not a whole lot of time has passed, but what were your guys' second thoughts and opinions on the group? Let's start with you, Luna, as you were the harshest. So I'm still going to be a little harsh. I'm sorry. Upon re-listening to them, this is another one I dreaded. And I still, unfortunately, could not get into. I I think they just weren't my my thing. Like, I tried listening to all their music, but no matter what time of day I tried, the morning, I can tell you it jolted me awake for a fact, and not in a good way. <laughs> they are a little bit too high energy for me. I do feel like they do have great vocals, and they do have talent. However, it's just not my thing. I'll still keep watching for that one song that will wow me because there's always one song that will eventually reach to me. But unfortunately, I still can't click with them and I just can't put my finger on it what it is, but I'm going with the high energy aspect. No worries, no worries. And, and don't feel the need to apologize just because you don't like a groove. I'm, I mean, we all have different tastes. It's always bound to happen that there were gonna, someone's going to cover a group that somebody doesn't like. There's no need to apologize for that. Ken, what were your thoughts and opinions? Oh, so with, with High Five, this was another group that I was kind of dreading, so to speak. And it's mostly because you said it right out. They sound like a boy group. They're not a band until until you hit like a good if you go on iTunes or Apple Music, the first like real rock song that you kinda hear from them isn't until like the second list of, of tracks. And that really kills it for me. And it's mostly because they really put the lead vocalist, Tatsuya, on such a high pedestal to that he's the main focal point of the group. And that's not a a fault of them. It's because he is a really really good vocalist. I won't, I won't say anything bad about that, but it does cheapen the other members out. And with an exception of a couple good gems that they did have, it really didn't change my opinion all too much about them. Which is sad because, like I said, Tatsu Tatsu is such an amazing vocalist. If he broke out on his own. I wouldn't be surprised on that. Like to be to be honest, there. Yeah, no, I I can and I can see where you're coming from because Tatsuya is, like I think like all the other band members are really good, but the lead, the shining star, is Tatsuya. I mean, he just outshines everything else that the other group does because he's such a strong vocalist. Yeah, but, and they make that they make that known through like, yeah. several of their songs that I hear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and and I I think that's why I because like I said like when I started listening to them, I thought it was a boy boy group with like a rock bin to them like that was seriously what I thought and it wasn't until like like you said like I know that like their song December Nine is like like one of like their heavier rock songs and you can really hear it in that song particularly but. I, I like more of their poppy stuff, but yeah, you, you you turn it on, it you would mistake it for a boy group. It, that's I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. It don't me into loving them, but you know, yeah, if, if you're mean, the right it's, person, it's good. Turn you off. 
it's good because it's that one thing that makes them stand out. That's what I've been harping over for the past two hours now about this. Yeah, it's, you that's need true. something to stand to stand out, and that's good. The thing is, the thing that made them stand out wasn't working for me because <laughs> it cheapens everyone else. <laughs> yeah, and, and I can I can get that criticism, but thank you guys so much for checking them out and giving them a second chance. Now, going to a group that we actually all really did like, it really sucked because uh, having two back-to-back bands that we were all kind of decisive on, it was very, very nice to have this group that I did, which was Lucky Tapes. Kind of just bring us all together. Because <laughs> it's been a while since we had a group that we all really, really did like. And Lucky Tapes was kind of that. And they are a three-member fusion band that formed back in 2014. They were originally a five-member band. But they kind of concise it down after they kind of made it big. And they do bridge that gap of jazz, rock, and R&B with their own unique twist. And that's one of the things that make them so differentiate from the package. Their approach to composition and creating that so-called happy-go-lucky, melancholy work for everyone to enjoy. A lot of the great things from their jazz aesthetic comes from the instruments to the vocal style and that highlights the rock melody every so much so the vocalist and keyboardist Kai Takahashi he is simply amazing he is one like out of the groups that I usually cover he's a really goddamn good composer and I love everything that he does everything that he does infuses masterfully with a lot of everything going on here the song Lonely Lonely 22 lady blue are just some of the tracks that are in the forefront that just engulfs the listener into that first step of fusion and you got songs like gravity moon and gun and ballad that are just prime examples that bring everything just kind of a bit low and to show that they're no one trick pony i know it's only been a month since we kind of re we talked about them initially but how did you guys like their the re-listen well i guess for you gray it's just a continual listen (laughs) yeah i never stopped listening to them (laughs) like ever since we covered them i've had the song 22 on repeat it is like my fiance hates that song (laughs) because she's heard it so many times i I love it. so what you're saying is i can't wait to see the wedding video of you trying to sing 22 to her Oh my lord, I love that song. Yeah, no, I I, I love these guys. I it was I don't know if love at first listen was like the best way to put it. I, I do I love their style and I, I do think like they bridge that R and B jazz gap really, really well. I mean, because you hear both music identities in their music. And usually when you get a fusion, it's you have like one music identity with samplings of the other or so to speak. Like there isn't a balance to it, but they really strike that balance and it sounds so freaking good when you hear it. And I just, I just noticed they had a single drop this past Wednesday and I'm like, Oh my God, I got to listen to this. Uh, so I haven't listened to trouble yet, but uh, yeah, no, it's like, I've been going back and I've been listening to more of their music, stuff like Gravity, and I, I mean, it's just so good. I keep going back to 22 because it's my favorite song, but still, it's really good. Their song Actor is fantastic. Like, they're really, really good. Mars is a wonderful song. Blue is, uh, Blue was on my Ogaku Go for August. So, I mean, they're just like, 
amazing. Like this is a really, really freaking great group. And I, I, I like, I thought we were friends, but the fact that you didn't turn me in on these guys sooner, I, I don't know if we're friends, man. Like it's questioned our friendship. Cause, cause I felt slighted, but and I'm joking. I'm, take I'm, that I'm, tol- I'm, I'm totally good with that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, like they are, they are amazing. I, I love Lucky Tapes, and I, I, I can't recommend them enough. Go, go listen to them, check them out. Like they are just superb in every way. So I feel like it was pretty. It was like a re-listen, but it wasn't because there were still a couple of their tracks I was also listening to. I absolutely love Blue with Koji Koji, but I also can't get enough of Koji Koji right now. And I still enjoy Lucky Tapes. They have such a smooth, jazzy feeling. They bring something fresh to the industry, and I love that because we don't get too many artists like them. And Punch Drunk Love was one of my favorite songs by them, and Lonely Lonely featuring Chara. Oh my god, their blend with Chara is so good, and I I just, it's fantastic. And their song Gossip, just that upbeat feel of it, and just how all the instruments play together is amazing. And they're an artist that I, I kind of wasn't sure, you know, to what to take of them when my initial listens, and then going, whenever I go back to them, I'm always reminded about this smooth, nice feeling that they give me, and this, just this good feeling inside and their newest track, Trouble, was really, really good. I happened to check their their stuff this week to see, to make sure I got all the new songs listened to, or re-listened to, and I, to my surprise, I found Trouble on Wednesday. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice, smooth song by them. Blue's still my favorite so far, but Trouble is definitely up there, and I'm glad you introduced them because they are a very interesting and breath of fresh air for the industry. And I cannot wait to see where they take it as I feel like they are due for a new album soon. So I'm looking forward to seeing what else they're going to be releasing this year. Yeah, they released a, a personal, like a like a live, live album a while back. This was during the whole stay-at-home movement that they were having. So that, that was one thing that was really good. Yeah, no, like Lucky Tapes... They were a band that when back back around Tendre, I believe, right around Tendre when I found Tendre, I this was the next group that I saw, but they had just signed with Universal after that. So the, it it they couldn't go into Indie Corner. That's why I had to wait such a long time, but being able to finally talk about them in a really good way, it's it's really good. I, I'm actually really excited that you guys, both of you, really, really like Lucky Tapes. Oh, oh yeah. Thank, thank you again for, for uh, introducing them and, and um, letting, letting me hear them because, my God, like they, they are just fantastic. Yes, thank you so much. And going into that, our last artist and one of mine, which is, his name is Indy. And as you don't know, he is a Japanese rapper who got his start as a member and current member of the hip-hop groups, the Otogi Banashi and Creative Drugstore. So the Otogi Banashi formed in 2012 and Creative Drugstore later formed in 2013. So this was Indy's first experience since uh, since he... uh, as he joined the Otogoni Banashis in high school. He worked in two albums for them. So he started this solo project in around 
2017, he did a self-produced one. And then in 2019, he fully launched a solo project and dropped his big first release, which was Indoor. And he does not disappoint with Indoor. I feel like that was just the start. And with the launch of this, you hear his skills as a solo rapper. He has a deep voice, catchy lyrics, the old school beats that just bring it all together. And I feel like as each release he did, Outdoor was amazing, but I thought Input was even better. So with each one he's doing, he grows, he's grown as an artist. And I think the stay-at-home movement has really helped with that as he's been able to concentrate on his music and the beats. And it just made it work so well for him. And I will say it's a big thanks to Ken. If it weren't for Ken introducing me to Indy, I never would have got into him. And so many great tracks by him on my way as a favorite of mine as he teamed up with one of my favorite rappers, Kriva. And he was a big influence in a lot of hip hop elements in general. And they that is a fantastic track. And you can just hear so many other ones like Weekday is absolutely amazing. Determination is another favorite of mine. And I just cannot say enough how much I've enjoyed them all. And you can check them all on Apple Music. Input just dropped not too long ago. Give it a shot. It is great. And then work your way back. Or I'd say work your way forward because that way you get to see how he developed as an artist. And I know I feel like we just covered him. But I'm very curious about how your, you know, your thoughts have changed. I know Ken's. But we'll start with Grace first before we get into Ken. I was going to say Ken's probably got a lot more to say than I do because... When we first covered Indie, you, you know, I'm, I'm not really into his style. And going back, re-listening to it, it's grown a little bit on me, but I'm not going to run out and download this. I, I'm not going to go out and buy it. it. It's just not for me. It's not what I want to listen to. I see the appeal. I, I hear the way that he raps. Like, he's got really good flow. He has a good cadence to what he's saying. But it's just not done in the particular style that I enjoy rap in. So it's 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 a little harder for me to pick up on it. But like I said, I see the appeal and I see why we're talking about him. And it's just not for me. It's not really something I want to listen to on the regular. But still... Um, I'm glad I got the chance to recheck him out. Like I said, it grew on me a little bit. And, you know, in five, six years, I might really enjoy this rap style. You know, I, one thing that I've learned over the course of my life is, you know, my, my taste in music change as I age and mature and as I listen and adapt and as I as I grow. So, you know, it this may not be for me now, but in time it might be. It's just It's just a thing time will tell, but not today. But I, I appreciated going back and checking him out. Yeah, ironically, you say that you think that I have more to say, but you kind of technically do. It, when, like I said, Luna, off the air, you initially thought that I did him, and that's how much this choice kind of influenced this. I really did enjoy my time with him. He was an artist that I randomly found when I was doing articles, and I fell in love, and I thought you would too, and Obviously, I already know your type, and it ended up really working really well. A lot of his style is something that, well, he does cross that influence that might be lost in translation 
with certain things. He is a strong vocalist that I ended up really wondering, loving, and then he's, I can't wait to see more. Same. Looking forward to seeing what else he'll do this year. And with that, as a lovely point of contention that we always love to do here, we are forced to choose our top three out of this lovely list here that really did stand out of this. Compared to our last couple times that we've done this, this time we'll only do a top three and it will be one of each of our lovely members. So, Luna, why don't you go first and kind of just off the pick your top three and kind of just a short reason why you kind of like them above the rest. All right. Are we doing a runners-up at all? Yeah. Um, do your runners-up first, then. All right. So, my runners-up. So, first of all, I will start with Gray's. So, that was Chiai Fujikawa. I think she's a fantastic vocalist and she has so much talent that I've been looking forward to what she'll do in the future. And for Ken's, it was Sorane. His rap is amazing. He is an artist that I can continue to see to grow. And although he doesn't have my top spotlight, he is up there as he is extremely talented. And as for mine, mine could switch depending on my mood. However, it is Jasmine. I have been in love with her since she debuted with Sad to Say, and I am still in love with her today with a recent EPM. She is fantastic, and I look forward to all her music in the future. She so she shows she has so much more talent to show to the world. Great. Why don't you go with your runners up first before I do we do our our, our little breakdowns? For me, my first runner up for. Ken was tracks. I really, really like, like I said earlier, I really, really like these guys. I just, like I said, my biggest criticism is I really wish their music was more accessible. Uh, I don't think they would beat out my number one, but I still really, really like these guys. I think they're fantastic. Um, my runner up for Luna's was Ray Yasuda. And honestly, it was really hard. There was like two or three of them jockeying for this position and I don't know, I kept flip-flopping, honestly, at the last minute on what my number one would be. But I really, really enjoyed uh, Rei Yasuda. I, I, I had completely forgotten about her and going back and re-listening to her music. I was like, oh yeah, she's really freaking good. I don't know why I completely forgot about her. So I felt really bad, but uh, she like, has like some really good songs. She's really, really talented. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what she does next. And my runner-up, it was also a little difficult, but I wound up going with Chiai Fujikawa because I, I I think she's just an absolute talent. I Like I said when I was talking about her, like you can hear her love for her music and her voice, the fact that she has wanted to do this since she was three. She's doing her dream job. I don't know how many people wake up and go, yeah, the thing that I wanted to do when I was a three-year-old, I get to do that today. Like that, That's a very, very small number of people, and she's one of those, and she is oh so talented. You hear it. It's partially genetic, but she, she, got, she nailed the genetics lottery, and she's just a wonder to listen to and i i am eager to hear what she does next i cannot wait yeah for 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 me there was a couple things for runners up obviously i mean i had a plethora on it to be perfectly honest like for me i wanted to put kumiko yanagita i really really liked her she is someone that is personally to me very very good 
and I have macaroni and pizza. Yeah, Miu also from Gray's and Luna's respectively. And then you had Lucky Tapes. Lucky Tapes, obviously, they don't really have that right being that good and left such an impression when I first heard them all those years ago. And I just love them. So with that, let's continue on to our top three. So go right ahead, Luna. All right. So I guess I'll start off with Grace again, since I did that with the runner-ups. And my number one was Marudui Toriyuga. They made a huge impression on me due to, I mean, Marudui's vocals are freaking amazing. And I think though her and Yuga mesh so well together, they showcase, they have so much talent in their music. And I would, I cannot wait to see, hear more from them. I cannot believe how much I fell in love with them and all their songs are just fantastic. I, I, I'm just blown away by going back and listening to them and how good their, their EPs are. So, and moving on. So my number one for Ken's was Kumiko Yanagita. So it was really the girls with guitar that made a huge impression for me and her absolutely gorgeous voice. Her solo music is so relaxing and beautiful. Well, I like when she was in, when she did do her whole group thing. I mean, I thought that was very interesting and showing that she's no one trick pony. She can do several things. And even though her, her newer stuff is a little bit more poppy, I'm still enjoying her nonetheless, as there's just something mesmerizing about her vocals that just pulls you in and not to mention that, but the compositions in her music are also very, very good. But I cannot get enough of her older stuff from the early 2000s just because it's so reminiscent of me, of that style. And when I first got into J-pop, that is the style I fell in love with. So it brings back so many memories for me. And it made me absolutely fall head over heels for her and appreciate everything she's done throughout her career. And so for my number one, da 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 it is... Kira. So no big surprise there. I have been talking about her since I discovered her in 2018, as you mentioned, Ken, with Bye Bye Boy was the song that absolutely mesmerized me. And then I will say her um, Spacey Love was the second song that mesmerized me, as it is a great dance song. And just everything she's done from her first album, Listener Killer, till her latest Naked, to her newest digital singles, Love and You, Don't Text Me, Perfect Love. I mean, everything she's hit has struck a chord with me, whether it be lyrical, composition, vocal-wise. I have just love and respect her for everything she's done. Even the songs that don't always hit hit for me perfectly and don't always resonate, but eventually they do. Like, everything she's done has grown on me that I might not initially fell in love with. To everything I loved initially, I have fell completely head over heels for and just listened to on repeat. And she is an artist that I went back and bought everything I could. I'm still trying to get a hold of her fan club only stuff. And I just think she is an amazing, talented artist. She is one I am looking forward to every release she does. And I would love to see her live. She is one who's on my radar and 
she is not one to take lightly. I think she's going to go some places. And what about you, Gray? All right. So I'm going to start with doing my favorite Luna pick. And, you know, I talked about forgetting Rey Yasuda. And it's funny, my favorite one I also completely forgot about. And that was Miu. I, I don't know why I forgot about her because I've, I've, it's I couldn't tell you the last time I got lost in somebody's music like that. And I did. I, I completely got lost in her music. I, it, it took me to another place. And I just found a joy listening to that that I, I don't even know if I could put into words. And I, I just really fell in love with her voice and her style and... Uh, I'm really, I need to go back and grab a couple of her work. I haven't done that quite yet, but it's, I'm definitely going to do that probably once we get off recording, but I, I, I really regret forgetting her and uh, I, you know, I don't want to make the same mistake twice because I mean, she was just absolutely fantastic. My number one for Ken is I think it's pretty obvious. It's Lucky Tapes. I I just I oh my god I, I've fallen in love with this group. They are so good. I I don't know how in the world you you could keep this group to yourself for so long. I I kind of applaud that in a way because my lord they are just so good. And you know you I go back and I listen to like their older stuff and it's amazing. Their newer stuff is amazing and. I mean, they're just talented through and through, and you hear it in everything that they do. And I, I just cannot wait to see what they do next. And going on up to my number one, it 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 is Ivy. And again, I think it's a pretty obvious pick, but I, I do. I, I just I've fallen in love with these guys, and especially given the recent news at Color Creation, there's going to be a. a a boy band hole in my heart. So somebody's got to fill it. <laughs> and, um, and Ivy is just like, they've killed it this, you know, this year I, I, they've had like really good singles. They've made the optimal use of their time at home and doing these solo projects. I mean, it, it's just, it's amazing to see what they've been able to accomplish with 2020. And, you know, this is a year that, you know, a lot of artists have gone silent and like we haven't heard from and, you know, they're out, you know, dropping all these digital singles. And I mean, they've been busy. They've been putting to work and it, it's just really awesome as a fan to hear that and to stay on top of it. Like I said, like Alice was my song of the year and then I heard Ayumi and it just like it just blew my mind. And I to I to this day it won't be on the next uh, Ongaku Go, but I'm still listening to that song on repeat, and and I I just I've fallen in love with this group, and I, I I'm not quite color creation crazy for these guys yet. I'm getting close, and like I said, there there's there's a color creation hole in my heart now, but. You know, I, I'm really eager to hear what they do next. I, I just think they're fantastic. And, you know, 2020 like been a good year for them. And I, I can't wait to see what's next. So, yeah, for, for mine, it is going to be, well, obviously for yours, it's for yours, Grace, it's going to be Chiai Fujikawa. Well, like I stated earlier, like I might have some issue with how if she was originally found. Fujikawa was an amazing vocalist. That shouldn't be ignored. And... 
you know, any composition that she's given above, she goes above and beyond with her amazing vocal range. And it's just one of the many, many treats that I heard during our second chance roundup, so to speak. And it's been really, really good. So for yours, Luna, I kind of cheated. And I'm going to admit this. Well, not kind of. I really cheated with this. So I picked Indy. Like I stated earlier, he is that going to be that gap that's going to cross the line of Western Japanese influence. And I can't wait to see more by him. Certain things that just really, really stand out from this vocalist is just simply amazing. And I can't wait for more. And lastly, for mine, it is going to be, I saw yesterday, emotionally driven and floating away composition is just what drew me to the band. The English is just a plus there. And in my lewd state, I always enjoyed a lot of their work. It is a plus that for their English, like I stated earlier, but it's the charm that I ended up loving from them the most and the fact that I can just loot just sink into their music and just go away on a lovely trip and that's what I want the most for the most part but yeah it's very interesting that we got to hear and if I were to say we were to do this this is all the artists that we did was introduced to us within the year but a couple of few exceptions is any one of these artists going to be on our end of the year roundup as new artists that we found? I kind of have a feeling for yours, Gray. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Most definitely. But what about yours, Luna? Are any of the artists that, I, we, that we picked? I or, think so. I can did? at least see a couple that are going to show up for sure. If not for new artists of the year definitely for oh. runner-ups yep i can see either not if not for new artists for runners-up because there are there are several that have caught my eye for new ones and i'm still listening to so i'm very excited for the end of the year roundup yeah most definitely there there were a lot of artists that just the top of my head i mean maru Toryuga is fantastic and i I ended up really, really liking them after doing our initial pitch. Same for macaroni and pizza. And oh, obviously, yeah. yeah, like there's a couple things that I just ended up really, really liking. And if not, if we were artists that we were introduced, Kumiko Yanagida for Artist of the Year is a runner up for me because of her new tracks that she was dropping. Yeah, and, and Miyu was a new one for me. So, and she was a random listen on Spotify. So, and then, like you said, Maradui Toriyuga was a big one. Yeah, no, that's for darn sure. But yeah, I hope, hopefully, you guys liked our lovely little breakdown of the last 20 artists from Music Corners that we've done. So, looking at this right now, we'll probably do one around January once again. So, be on the lookout for that. You can find us at all the lovely social media stuff at Ongakudu on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the site at ongakudu.com where you can read our initial write-ups about these music corners. So go ahead if you guys want to see what they're more about from their official website and such. You can go check them out on the site. 
You can follow us on the YouTube. Just look up Ungaku.du. You can follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter. He is a Twitch streamer who was trying to do Resident Evil earlier today, but Sentry Link is not being a good friend for him. <laughs> so you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our affiliate, TimberTaff, who is doing all the lovely things with Paper Mario as of right now. And you can check them out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, T-I-M-B-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who is doing Monster Hunter and such like that. And you can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-R-T-T-Y. You can also check out our affiliate Fangirl Has No Name who is a variety streamer and is very well in with the Zelda community. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And you can also check out the podcast that I do at Fangirl Kill and Timber Cub Podasaurus. It is a lovely gaming podcast that we talk about off-the-wall things such as Mario 64, Fall Guys, Metal Gear Solid and such random things like that. Just look up Curry Hunter, same as this Twitch channel on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYCan1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, the NBA playoffs, Bang Dream, NFL, because that just came back, so I am so excited. You can tell it in the voice tone of my voice. And also Bang Dream. You can follow me for that. And what can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter, OngakuGray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. Still knee-deep in Dragon Quest Eleven, and I got like a couple episodes left of Gaim I gotta watch. Or if you want to hear my thoughts on the latest Kamen Rider Saber, definitely check look me up there, because that premiered this past week, and it was pretty dope. But yeah, you can check out that, and where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on Twitter, Letterboxd, my anime list, Anime Planet, at Lunamaria87, where you can check out what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, or just check out all my random posts about horror movies, because Halloween's coming up, and I'm very, very excited. And you can find me on Instagram, as Nerdy Collector Luna, where you can check out cool pictures of my lovely cat, and some of my cool goodies I have at home. But yeah, once again, I want to say thank you for joining us on this lovely, lovely two and a half hour episode of Ungaku to You. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and found some new artists to check out. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Ja matane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this extra special episode of Ungaku to You. And we'll see you next time on our regular podcast.